Hello again, I am live from Ireland. I'm standing in the Bishop's Palace Museum in Waterford, and I am speaking with Sean Egan. Now, Sean is, how do you describe what your, your job title? Okay. I mean, what would you say you do? Okay, I'm a master engraver, that's my title. And that is, um, I engrave glass with these copper and diamond wheels through designs. I also sculpture and designer. And I worked with the Waterford Crystal Plant for 35 years, and that was my job there. So when the factory closed down, you learn something, and because they don't want you anymore, it doesn't mean you can't work anymore. So I decided to take up the guts and open my own business during the, the recession in 2009. I know the world would say to me, you're mad opening your own business. <laughs> but your back is against the wall. You can only go one way, and that's up. Excellent. And so, Sean, you have set up in the water or in the Bishop's Palace, which is part of the Waterford Treasures um, yeah, Museum. Can, yeah. And but you've done so. You worked for Waterford Crystal for a long time, and Waterford Crystal is not technically made in Waterford anymore. Am I correct in that, or are they kind of or? It, it technically it, it it is made in Watford. Some of it is made in Watford, but we've only there. They're only talking about about fifty people. Okay. And they can't physically. Yeah, do all it the used stuff to be there. so much larger. Oh yeah, when well, when I worked there, there was three thousand people, two hundred people right. there, and the United States is the biggest market ever. Mm -hmm. And it's a ship thing to the states and uh, all over the world. But unfortunately, machines came in and technology, mm -hmm. and the people weren't paying the price and. You know, they, they couldn't sustain the way it was, and then it went bust, and then... But look, mm -hmm. there's 50 people back there getting jobs in Waterford, and it still brings a lot of tourists in. It does, it does. So now you operate under Sean Egan Art Glass. Yeah. And I'm standing in... Because your, your workshop is right here in the museum. Yeah, it's, it's located in the Bishop, uh, Viking Triangle, Bishop's Palace. It's where the bishop used to live. You see the Protestant church right mm -hmm. beside us, and that's where... When no one else had money, they had a big fine place. That's why they call it the palace. But I'm lucky to rent a room here. And it's very airy and it's light and it's bright. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the ground floor and people can come in and see me work. And there's no hidden agenda. Everything you see here is made here. And, and your products are, are through here. And, and I think the nice thing about this is, because I know personally that a lot of the time you look at the cut glass and you know you know everything that goes into it and it's so almost out of a price range but I, I love that you do have some really pretty affordable pieces for people who are wanting to take back some handmade you know for the better word um, Irish glass right yeah the bigger uh, an heirloom home uh, I found Christmas decorations that I do people can carry them I mm -hmm. when I go abroad I go a few times a year I always get a Christmas decoration mm -hmm. no matter where I go so I keep them down at a price, a decent, normal price. They'll double everywhere else, but I do them for this higher price. And I get them in, get them out. And no two pieces are the same. We have so many ideas, and I put them up. Before I used to take the Christmas tree down in January, put it back up in October. And one January I didn't come in, I was on vacation. And I came back in February, and I thought all my pieces were stolen. Where'd they gone? <laughs> and somebody said, there's the money for you. Yep. 
That's what I learned from then. Leave them up the whole year round. Oh, that's smart. amazing. Absolutely. Very smart. I, I'm learning. Now, Sean, you've done some really notable pieces in your career. Yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit? I mean, what, what would my listeners, so my listeners are mostly U.S. and Canadia, Canadia, <laughs> Canadians, Canadians, so U.S. and Canadians. And so there are some notable pieces that, that my North American listeners are probably going to be very familiar with that you've done. Yeah, I've, well, I used to do all the golf trophies. I used to go to all the... Um, players championship and put the names on the trophy and you'll be there for four or five days and all you have to do is put the name on <laughs> it's simple but it's so nerve-wracking and everyone says are you nervous well I, no but they say well I should be nervous but uh, it's actually if you look at my website Sean Egan Art Glass you see a story that I had with Adam Scott he took a shot and someone told him to put his name on it and I did and the ball went in the water and it's on live it's on my video so I look at it and it says he had two shots to get it in and I said, oh my God, the whole world is watching me put Adam Scott and the balls in the water. But he got in two shots. <laughs> I was so lucky. I could have went so wrong. But that's one of the pieces. Some of the good pieces, I used to go to the States a lot, do a lot of the trophies, kings and queens. But particularly, what to my heart is a piece I did for 9-11. So when 9-11 happened, it just here in America, it hit the whole free world. We felt the pain over here. So much so that we took the following Friday off. There wasn't a, a school, a pub, a shop, nobody worked. Because we all have relations in America. I have relations. I have a sister living in America, 40 odd years. So I wanted to do something for 9 11. So there was an iconic picture in, in a paper of Father Michael Judge being carried out by five New York City workers. I didn't know any of them. And I said to myself, Will I do this piece? Will I get into trouble? Um, my company had worked for Christmas at the time when I worked there, told me not to do it. Looked like a cashing in on 9 11. And they don't want that image. That's why I understood that. But I had to get out of my system as an artist. So I did that anyway. And then a fireman passed one day and he said, that's him in the picture. And then it started the ball rolling. So they invited me over to New York to present this piece. And Wolf Chris let me keep the original piece that I have. And I made a second piece, brought it to New York. And it went down very well. Very well. And when I came back, I made one for the Crystal Factory. And when the factory closed down, they tried to sell it, but they couldn't sell it because I got copyright for the image. For no profit again, you can use as an artist, mm -hmm. use the image. And so I got permission of all these people that are artists and city of New York, so they can't sell it. And it's back in the Crystal Factory for the visitors to see. Now, if they go to take a tour, I want to cross the street, you know, come over and say hello. Mm -hmm. Fine, a lot of people do come over and say hello, start crying, tell about their story. But I don't, you can see in the shop here, Jody, that I don't sell anything for 9-11. I, right. I don't cash in on that. I just sell other products. I don't need mm -hmm. to. But it's a nice amount of things to do, to, to do that piece. He also done pieces for Obama and Trump for St. Patrick's Day. It's a, it's a bowl to get the White House full of shamrock. And it's an honor to do that. Now, this is my first year I didn't apply for it. And it's the first year the artist was invited to the White House. So I missed him. What about bad luck? <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's so funny. So, Sean, can you just talk a little bit about what goes into hand engraving yeah. the pieces? And you don't have to go too deep because I can see a hundred different Wheels. pieces here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what kind of, you know, apprenticeship training, how long did it take you to, to actually, you know, yeah, get well, good at this? Yeah, wait. Well, <laughs> I... 
I'm doing it nearly 50 years, and do I ever get good? You know, I get it right one of these days. No, but I, <laughs> I'm confident on it, and that's what made me open my own business. To start off with, you start off drawing with a pen or a sharpie, you scratch it out then with like with a dentist drill. I'll put a little noise on for you so you get a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have a toothache, but uh, <laughs> same thing. So you scratch the outline, now your ink is gone, now you have the outline scratched on. And then we use these diamond and copper wheels and carve it in deep. So all, the more glass you take out, the more optical illusion it looks. Okay. It's like walking in the sand, you take your foot up, there's a footprint of the sand, mm-hmm. of your foot, but there's no foot. Okay. And that's, that's why it's an easy way to describe it, so it's an optical illusion. So we take away the glass, and what's left behind is the image of an eagle or a bird, or as you saw me doing these flowers. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it works. So it takes 10 years as an apprenticeship. Now it's a long time. Well, I started at 15. So, you know, but I was getting 13 pounds a week and I was 12 mm-hmm. pounds more than my father was giving me. So there was a lot of money at the time when I was only a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after 10 years, they become a master engraver. Okay. So, and then that's your title. And then you can, I, I teach some, some people, but People lose interest because it takes a long time. You got, you gotta mm-hmm. want to do it. You gotta be an artist. Every day I come in and just sit down. I can get an idea and inspiration from a puddle, something in the sky, something just falls in front of me. Or the tree shape looks like a, a bird or something. I can just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets in your head and you just do it. And then I won't do it again. I do something else. That's so truly an artist. Now, just kind of on a you know, average week. When could people expect to see you here sitting behind your desk and and working and come in and talk to you? Well, I'm usually here Monday to Friday. I used to do seven days when I started off my own business first. But, you know, you you realize that you you need quality of life as well. Mm -hmm. And and I'm trying to make a name for myself, get established. I think I've nearly done that now. So I really do Monday to Friday. I come in today because of you. My day off. Well, anyway. I appreciate it. So, <laughs> but I, no, I have no problem. Look, people can ring me up. And I, I do come in the Saturdays and Sundays. If they have a group of tourists and want to see me, I got a lot of firemen coming over from New York. Mm-hmm. And it could be a Sunday. I definitely go out and I'll come down and I'll meet them. And I'll talk to them. I'll demonstrate for them. And hey, I might even have a beer with them after. So I, I'm, I'm mostly Monday to Friday, Perfect. 9 to 5. You know. Perfect. Well, Sean, I really appreciate you coming in, talking to me. Um, showing us some of the the pieces that have really inspired you and again everybody um, if you want to come in see Sean's work and learn a little bit more he is at the Bishop's Palace Museum in Waterford in the Viking Triangle and not only that then we have five museums here mm-hmm. and people can have plenty to spend all day here you can see the visit yeah. the Waterford Crystal Factory the museums here are good and uh, you pay one price, you get the whole museums, but you can see me for free. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just to give you an update on our trip, today's been really low-key. We left Faith Leg in Waterford and really just enjoyed our drive along the Copper Coast on our way to Cork. Now, the Copper Coast is a geopark in Waterford. It is named because that's an area where copper mining was very prevalent for a number of years. It's a beautiful area. The Waterford Greenway runs through the Copper Coast from Waterford City to Dungarvan 
or the opposite direction if you so desire. And it's just a really wonderful place to to take your time and wander through. Um, there is a wonderful uh, Mahone Falls, M-A-H-O-N Falls, um, a beautiful uh, scenic drive back through there, and just a really nice, calm, peaceful drive on a gray and rainy day. We arrived in Cork City in time to take a guided tour of the Cork City Jail. So this would be a 19th century prison. Um, and then we checked into the Kingsley for the night. The Kingsley is located right on the River Lee. Our room actually overlooks the river. But it's just been a really chilled, relaxing day. Um, we kind of needed it after all the activity that we've had. And we will hit the ground running again tomorrow when we leave Cork. As always, I want to thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you are taking the time to kind of check in and see what, what I'm up to during my extended stay in Ireland this year. As always, if you have any questions, I am answering those on the podcast while I'm here. So you can email me, Jody. J-O-D-Y at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. Be sure to put podcast question in the subject line. Go ahead and ask your question. And if I can give you a shout out, just let me know how you would like me to to, uh, thank you. If you want me to use your full name, your first name and last initial, your last name and first initial, just so I can give you a public thank you on the podcast. Until tomorrow, slang a full.